You're welcome to come, you know, said Cinderella's elder stepsister. You might even enjoy yourself. Duh, yeah, how could you not, said the younger. Cute boys from neighboring kingdoms, great band, good food, if you're into food. If you want to come, I probably have something big enough you could wear. Cinderella thought a root canal sounded like more fun than hanging out at a royal ball with her stepsisters. She said, Well, you know, the scullery floor hasn't been scrubbed since Tuesday. I really need to alphabetize the spice rack. There's the garden. If I don't weed today. Okay, suit yourself, they said. That evening, scullery floor gleaming, spice rack in order, Cinderella looked up from weeding a row of curly endive. The night sky glowed with the bright lights from the palace. The sound of music wafted on the breeze. She sighed and wondered if there was anything she might one day enjoy, as much as the step-sibs apparently enjoyed putting on tight, skimpy dresses and going to balls. A voice somewhere behind her said, "'You want to go? It's not too late. I can get you there in under five minutes.' Cinderella turned to see who was talking. There was only a fat groundhog standing on its haunches, nibbling slugs from the beer trap she had set out the night before. The groundhog licked her paws and said, I like this beer marinade thing you got going. Good texture, low sodium. She swallowed another slug and stifled a burp. Yum, that hit the spot. Cinderella stared, dumbstruck. The groundhog said, So, you going or not? Why would I want to? Because you'd be beautiful and enigmatic. All the women would envy you. The men would want to hold you in their arms, and the prince might even fall in love with you. Oh, I get it, said Cinderella. Like a Nora Ephron movie. Except that, A, I'm not beautiful, and B, I'm about as enigmatic as a cold shower. Not to mention C, I don't even own a dress. And D, I lack the requisite fairy godmother to put it all together. Plus, I just read in the paper that the prince got his second DUI on a suspended license. Does that sound like a good match to you? The groundhog was nonplussed. But, but, but they assured me in school that this was just the thing female humans dream about. Cinderella said, I never bought the dream. Or maybe I lack what it takes to make it happen. The looks, the charm, the clothes, the fairy godmother. Maybe I've just got a bad case of sour grapes. Well, I concede you are somewhat plain and, shall we say, disarming. No, I think the word is blunt. And and your clothes are um, subdued, but you do have one ace in the hole, so to speak. While you don't have a standard-issue fairy godmother, you do have me. At this, she flourished a wand and sent fairy dust flying. And you are... Your fairy groundhog, for heaven's sake! Isn't that patently obvious? Um, sure, yeah. Um, why do I have a fairy groundhog? At this, the groundhog's shoulders slumped. You're disappointed. They warned me. They said no human with a shred of intelligence would ever believe in me. I'll never get to test my magic, to find out if this silly wand does anything besides spit glitter. Who is this they you keep talking about? asked Cinderella. My instructors, the faculty at Gaga. Gaga? 
Grimm's Accredited Godmother Academy. I'm in my last year. You were supposed to be my senior project. See, I'm to find a disconsolate ingenue, a martyr if possible, and wave my wand, do the whole hair, face, wardrobe, makeover thing, send her off to a social function, and fix it so she finds true love. I see. I'm not cooperating, am I? No. Okay, said Cinderella. I'll go to the ball. But promise me, no ringlets and no foundation garments. How about something simple, in black? Cinderella's fairy groundhog got to work. With a wave of her wand, there stood Cinderella, combed and manicured, in a black silk t-shirt and a long black skirt. Cinderella checked out her reflection in the patio door and said, All right, this is good, I like it. Well, I'm not done, said the fairy groundhog. We have to accessorize now. It's 20% of my grade. The wand flew. Ping! Gold hoops decorated Cinderella's ears. Zing! There was a diamond pendant at her throat. Ding! A Gucci bag hung off her shoulder. Bibbidi-bobbidi-boo! Cinderella found herself tottering in a pair of glass pumps with three-inch heels. Lose the shoes, she demanded. Can't do it, said the fairy groundhog. It's the test for permanent transmogrification. The footwear is mandatory. Yeah, well, so is walking if you want me to darken the door of the palace tonight. In a half-hearted attempt at passive aggression, the fairy groundhog changed Cinderella's glass slippers to Doc Martin's. Sixteen-hole lace-up boots. Better, she said coldly. Awesome, said Cinderella. Really? Huh, well, fancy that. Now, to get you there and back, limo or horse-drawn coach? Cinderella said, what's wrong with the cab? Within seconds, a vintage yellow and black checker cab was idling in the driveway. Oh, yeah, said Cinderella appreciatively. The groundhog blushed under her furry cheeks and made like it was all really nothing. She was about to tell Cinderella to be home by midnight, but just then Cinderella bent down, scooped her up, and stowed her in the Gucci shoulder bag. "'What on earth are you doing?' asked the fairy groundhog. "'I'm making sure I have somebody to talk to when I get there.' Well, as it turned out, Cinderella had a ball. By the time she arrived, the prince had already passed out, so there was one worry out of the way. Her stepsisters caught sight of her across the ballroom, but before they could run over and make sure it was really her, the caterer mistook her for one of his black-uniformed crew. He sent her off to the kitchen for a fresh tray of escargot. In this way, Cinderella found herself happily occupied with the courteous, well-spoken caterer whose sparkling eyes and balding patterns she found utterly irresistible. Her fairy groundhog feasted on snails until she had eaten herself into oblivion. Snoring softly among the folds of the Gucci shoulder bag, she startled awake to the gong of the clock. Midnight! She scrambled out of the handbag, yelling, Cinderella! Cinderella! The magic wears off at midnight! Quick! We must fly! But at that point, Cinderella heard nothing but the flutter of her own smitten heart. She and the caterer were locked in fond embrace beside the walk-in freezer, sharing love's first kiss. A long kiss. It lasted for twelve gongs. Then, in the ensuing silence, a soft ping, zing, ding signaled Cinderella's return to normalcy.
There she stood, dirt-stained jeans, work shirt, grubby fingernails, hair flying. The caterer stepped back and did a little double-take. Cool trick, he said, and he resumed the kiss. The upshot of the whole thing was this. The fairy groundhog passed her senior project with distinction and graduated from Gaga with honors, but she never became an LCFG, which stands for Licensed Certified Fairy Godmother. When she found out that American fairy godmothers report for work in big hair and bad prom dresses, she decided life is too short to put up with taffeta. So she returned to her roots and opened an upscale little underground lunchroom in fashionable Gobbler's Knob, Pennsylvania. It's called Mollusks and More. When she's not hibernating, business is brisk. Cinderella keeps her stocked with marinated slugs, and her caterer friend is generous with cooking tips and recipes. All in all, Cinderella is very glad she went to the royal wall. As a result of that one excursion, she is now full partner in a thriving business with her fairy groundhog. She has a prince of a sweetheart, and she owns a pair of Doc Martens her stepsisters would die for. <laughs>